0: The Philadelphia Eagles are on the verge of clinching a playoff berth. As I record this at this time, the Green Bay Packers are beating the Minnesota Vikings 13-0 to here uh, late in the first half. The Eagles took care of business today in Washington. They won 20-16, to and, and what was really, I mean, it, it was a test. This was a test. This game was an absolute test today for the Eagles, and um, we're going to go over it. And, you know, they got the help they needed from San Francisco beating the Texans. Now they just need the Packers here to finish this game against the Vikings. And, you know, hey, if that happens, the Eagles will, you know, punch their ticket into the postseason. It's it's incredible. It's a very, you know, hey, listen, I, I don't care who they've beaten. I don't care. Listen, at the end of the day, the goal is to get a ticket to the dance. And the Eagles are on the verge of getting a ticket to the dance. And once you're in, listen, you cannot win the tournament without being in the tournament. Now, are there going to be heavy concerns in this tournament? Are we going to have a lot to talk about in this tournament? Absolutely, because, I mean, there were things today in this game that, you know, that, that they were concerning, of course. But I, I, at the end of the day, I mean, that's secondary. What's, what's primary right now is we have a shot to be playing meaningful football in two weeks. You know what I mean? Like, it's right now looking more than likely that the Eagles are going to clinch a playoff spot tonight. They're going to play in the playoffs. In the playoffs. Can you imagine? Like, I mean, this was at the beginning of the season. Remember, everything about this season. It was, all oh, if Nick Sirianni is going to be a successful head coach. Nick Sirianni's doing a heck of a job. If Jonathan Gannon could be a successful defensive coordinator. He absolutely sucks. Um, But most importantly, can Jalen Hurts be a successful NFL quarterback? And hey, listen, there's not – people will try to poke holes, and of course I get it. They're going to poke those holes. They're going to poke and poke and poke and poke. But Jalen Hurts is taking the Eagles to the playoffs in his first full year as a starter. I mean, really, like, when you just measure up Jalen Hurts, right, when you measure up everything of Jalen Hurts and and all these other guys out there, like, uh, listen, the rookie class coming in, Jalen Hurts is the same age as Kenny Pickett, just so you know. Jalen Hurts is, you know, the, the same age as a bunch of these guys coming out, or he's a year older. But, I mean, even the class that just came through with Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson, Trey Lance, I mean, and I get it. You don't know what these guys really are yet at this point either. Justin Fields. Jalen Hurts is, has been the best of the bunch. I mean, truthfully, he has been the best of the bunch. The argument is him and Mac Jones, right? But Jalen Hurts has been really good. And when you look at the draft class of last year, um, the one that he came through, I mean, Joe Burrow, obviously, that guy's incredible. Justin Herbert's incredible. And I think that skews it a lot of ways for people. But, I mean, too, uh you have Jalen Hurts. Like, I mean, you're watching this game with Minnesota tonight, Right. Minnesota, Kellen Mond is not the starting quarterback for them. It's, it's Sean Mannion. You know what I mean? Like, that's, that's a big thing there. Ian Book is in, was like the fourth stringer for, for the Saints. These guys aren't like seventh round undrafted free agents, these guys were fourth and, like, I think third round picks and fourth round picks. Hertz was a second round pick. And he's got us in the playoffs. And, you know, that's big picture stuff, so let's just talk about it. Let's talk about the football game, right? Let's go over why the Eagles are going to potentially be going to the playoffs and how this happened today. Let's go over the five reasons why the Eagles were able to win this game today against Washington, 20-16. Fifth reason is I'm going to put three guys on this list. I'm going to put uh, Alex Singleton, uh, Avante Maddox, and Jake Elliott and here's the thing, Jake Elliott finally had a couple pressure kicks today. This was the big deal with Jake Elliott. I wanted to see this guy make some pressure kicks, and he made two pressure kicks. That's all you could ask for. This whole resurgence of Jake Elliott, you know what I mean, uh, getting his name Jake back from being Geek Elliott because he'd been the worst kicker in the NFL, in my opinion, for two years, he has figured it out again. He made two crucial kicks in the fourth quarter of this game today and was a big part in helping the Eagles win this game. Now, The other two guys, Avante Maddox had a great, great series there. Um, The second to last series Washington had. I mean, he got called for an absolutely criminal pass interference call, by the way. But, I mean, he made great stops there. Avante Maddox was all over the field. He played really well. And Alex Singleton. I mean, people aren't talking enough about this. Like, Alex Singleton was benched, which... Blows my mind that Alex Singleton was benched, but he was benched for Davion Taylor, and then Davion Taylor got hurt, and Alex Singleton came back in. And guess what? Alex Singleton is the man. He's all over the field. He is playing exceptional football right now. Him and TJ Edwards are proving that they are quality linebackers. Go freaking figure. It doesn't get talked about enough because you know the narratives out there that their linebackers just stink, right? Their linebackers suck. But let let me tell you this: their, their their linebackers are becoming a strength. Their linebackers are becoming a strength because Alex Singleton is a really really good football player. Now, fourth reason why Boston Scott, Boston Scott had to be the guy today. But I mean, here's the thing: Miles Sanders is constantly hurt. That's just the truth of it. So Boston Scott had to be the guy today, and guess what? Boston Scott delivered two touchdowns. I mean, really. Boston's got two touchdowns. And as I say this, Green Bay just scored another touchdown, and now they're winning. It looks like it's 19, going to potentially be 20. I don't know if they're going to go for two here or nothing. So, I mean, it's becoming clear and obvious here that the Eagles are going to be clinching a playoff spot here by the end of this night. I mean, this is an unbelievable night. It's an unbelievable season. To to have a shot in the tournament, it's just so incredible for this team. It really is. It's a credit to everybody it really is the coaching staff it's a credit to the front office it's a credit to the owner it's a credit to the quarterback but boston scott in regards to this game 14 carries 47 yards i know that's not you know unbelievable it's not even four yards a carry but he also had four catches for 39 yards boston scott played good football good football i mean that that's what he and again you know what i mean this guy was like not playing early in this season. Remember there was like the, the stretch in the beginning of the year where he wasn't even getting on the field for snaps. In fact, it happened a couple of weeks ago. He had the fumble against the Giants and then he was like effectively benched again. But then when he's called upon, every time he's called upon, Boston Scott seems to step up and he stepped up again. He has more rushing touchdowns this year by a million than Miles Sanders. Like Miles Sanders is zero. Boston Scott seemingly scores every game when you give him multiple carries and he's a great great short yardage running back for the size you would think he wouldn't be, but he really is. Boston Scott 4. And Boston Scott's going to probably be the primary guy the rest of the season. And I remember we we had that fear of him having to be the primary guy. Well, Jordan Howard tried to play today. He was a little hurt, obviously. I mean, you could see he was more or less out there for just in case the situations, and it, this was the Boston Scott show, and it's probably going to be the Boston Scott show, and it's going to be the Jordan Howard show the rest of the season. Because even if Sanders comes back, He's coming off a broken hand. I mean, is he even reliable at that point? Broken hand. You know what I mean? For a guy who's got fumbling issues to begin with, broken hand. Third reason why, Josh Sweat. Josh Sweat had a really good game. It's nice to see a defensive end start stepping up. And and Josh Sweat, I think quietly over the last three games, is like four and a half sacks. Got his hand on a couple balls today, uh, deflections. But Josh Sweat has played really good football here of late doesn't help that Derek Barnett can't you know, sack a quarterback even when he gets a free rush. He had a free rush today in that first half. Really, it was the second series of the game. It was one of the series where Washington went down and scored. And he had a free gimme uh, sack on Henneke, and he just whiffed him. I-, I mean, honestly, their most effective defense, it seems to me, with the defense line is when Fletcher Cox goes to the outside and plays end and Sweat on the other side. And then they have Milton Williams in the middle, and they have Javon Hargrave. That's been their best four defensive linemen. And I think that's what they're going to have to key on here, especially when they, you know, potentially are getting to the playoffs. It's that uh, Barnett coming out and Cox sliding over and Williams coming in. That's been their best grouping. It really has. But Josh Sweat played really good today. And, And again, that's crucial for us because Jonathan Gannon, and we'll trust me, we're going to go into him. We are going to talk a lot about that moron in a little bit. But the way that they play defense, you need your front four to get pressure. That's the truth. Now, number two, Jalen Hurts. Now, Jalen Hurts did not have a rushing touchdown today. He did not throw for a touchdown pass. Jalen Hurts made some unbelievably big third-down conversions today. We're down 16-7 to seven at halftime. He has a conversion to Dallas Goddard on a third, and I think it was like 5 then a third and 14 where I, they miss a tripping call, by the way. He was Somebody, the, the one lineman, intentionally tried to trip him and didn't. Throws that completion to uh, Greg Ward. Then even at the end of the game there, the, the swing pass out to Rager where they got you know incredible pressure because Washington did this thing a lot today. They called blitzing. They did that, and it works. And he threw an unbelievably good pass to Jalen Rager, put in a spot where he was the only one who could make it. And Jalen Rager dropped what was... Uh, an easier catch, in my opinion, than the catch that won the game for the Eagles that we're going to talk about in a little bit. But I mean, really, like, the, I'm telling you, Jalen Hurts, again, he, he showed more mobility today. Jalen Hurts was able to actually run the ball. And you could tell it was kind of like, hey, listen, we're not, we'll take the training wheels off here. Don't worry about my injury. We're going to run the ball. We need to run the ball. We're going to do it. Jalen Hurts, seven carries, 44 yards. 17 to 26, 214 yards. His QBR today was 80.1. I mean, a couple weeks ago, it was like 30 when he played a really good game against Washington. Today it was 80.1. Jalen Hurts was really good. A quarterback rating of 90.9. I mean, he's, he's playing good football, and he's playing clutch football. That's what you want. Like, It's not just good football. He's, he's playing clutch football for us. In moments when we need things, Jalen Hurts is making big plays. This game was, hey, it was 16-7 at halftime. There were two unbelievable third-down conversions. Even the fourth down, the the touchdown to Scott, he got stepped on. It was a pitch play. He pitches the ball back to Scott perfectly. If he throws that even a little behind him, which would have been more than acceptable considering he got tripped, I mean, Scott doesn't score on a fourth down. Jalen Hurts was, let me tell you this, like, again, I said it, he's playing for his job. Like, these were the moments. This was it. This was everything led to these moments. And today, this guy got an A-plus for me. He was unbelievable, I thought. I thought he did everything that was asked of him, and he did it really well. Yeah, there was stuff that could, of course, there's always going to be throws. I'm sure we'll see it this week that were left on the field. But I thought Jalen Hurts stepped up. And let me tell you this, Jalen Hurts is the quarterback next year for this team. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it at this point. He's he's doing everything, everything you ask of him to do, he does it. I mean, really, it's just, he's going to get a playoff start here. Like, Jalen Hurts is going to be taking us to the playoffs. If I told anybody that at the beginning of the season, you would say, no questions, he's the quarterback, conversation's over. Well, guess what? No questions, he's the quarterback, conversation's over. It's over. Be thankful. Now, number one reason why we won, Rodney McLeod. Rodney McLeod, another interception, back-to-back weeks. That interception he had to end this game today, though. Do you know how unbelievable of a catch that was? It's an unbelievable catch. I mean, really, it was an unbelievable catch. Like I just highlighted it above Rager. I mean, that catch was harder than the one we asked Rager to make where we wouldn't even need it that interception. Rodney McLeod bailed the Eagles' defense out. That's the truth. And I know, let's just go into it then. Let's go into, you know, everybody's favorite, right? J.G. J.G.? Want to talk about J.G.? Does everybody want to talk about J.G.? Right? Well, it it, it was like... (laughs) I, I don't understand how people are so hung up on it that they think this is really good defense. Because it's not. It's not good defense. It's passive prevent BS soft defense. They were playing prevent the whole game. Teller Henneke was started the game, I think, 10 for 10. I mean, really, they scored every possession they had the ball in the first half. They got 16 points. This is Washington, by the way. They were playing without three offense linemen, without their best running back, without their second best running back. And they were going up and down the field. And trust me, they went down the field there to win the game. I mean, it's 20-16. to 16. We're in a prevent defense. I mean, really, that that's concerning. Like, you know what I mean? Like, they had a shot. They had the ball on the 20-yard line with 30 seconds left to win the game. And we're not talking about playoffs all of a sudden. That was the situation we were in. Because, and again, I know, oh, they scored zero points in the second half. Guys, I understand. Listen, I'm thrilled. Listen, that's the first and foremost. We made the playoffs. But, I mean, now it's like we got to start looking forward to what we're going to play in the playoffs. And the goal is to win. You know what I mean? We're not that, hey, we got to the playoffs. Yippee, 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 hi, hi, yay. We're all happy. And it's over. That's not what this is. The goal is to win. And this guy today, he did some things in the second half, right? We brought a blitz with Jannard Avery. Like it was like a stunt blitz. And it worked. Got a sack. You know what I mean? He brought a blitz in the late in the second half where where Josh Sweat was able to cause and, you know, almost got an interception. Got one where he tipped the ball. You know what I mean? He has to check down. I'm not asking to blitz on every down, but I am asking for two things, disguise and blitz. You don't have to blitz if you disguise, but this guy doesn't even disguise. We were literally playing four guys in the box. That was it for our for our D linemen. Our linebackers were five yards back, and we were just daring them to throw the ball underneath. And again, I get it. It's like, okay, they only scored 16 points, but it's like, yeah, but what do you want them to do? Listen, you could score 20 points and possess the ball for 40 minutes and you're not going to win the game. And that's what this defense is. It's like, it's worse than Schwartz. It really is. It's worse than Jim Schwartz. But then he'll have these plays where he does drop these blitzes. They actually work and it's like, there you go. So you know how to do it. And then he still just runs away from blitzing after it. It'll work and then he'll run away from it. Jonathan Gannon absolutely sucks, man. He, he he was the biggest reason this game was in question. Like, yeah, we're we're not giving up a lot of points. Guys, these are incapable offenses. That's the problem. You know what I mean? And I, and I know the big concern is once we play a quarterback that actually has talent, like, what's going to happen here? And Henneke was, hey, Henneke was the best of the bunch we've played in a while. And, and he was carving us up. He was pulling that 80% completion thing, right? He was carving the Eagles up and he throws the late interception there because it was just an overthrow. But I mean really, what do you think's going to happen? If you have to face Aaron Rodgers? What do you think's going to happen if you have to face Matt Stafford? Which is more than likely what it's going to be right now. It looks like it's going to be the Rams. Like that, that like hello. You know what I mean? Like you have to blitz the quarterback. I'm watching the Vikings here and again, I get it. They're losing 20 nothing. This game could be a lot worse. They've heated up Rodgers a couple times and gotten the ball out of his hands and had him make him decisions, and that's just what it's going to be. You're going to get beat for some plays when you blitz. It happens. But you also create the opportunities to create turnovers and make the quarterback make mistakes. And that's what you're going to have to do in the in the playoffs. I mean, really, we have to turn people over. There were no turnovers today. We are not turning these teams over. Henneke had 14 interceptions coming in today. He didn't get, like, really, I know he almost threw one. That was it. I'm just very happy at the end of the day, no matter what, because here we are. We have a shot to be in, like, to to go to the tournament. And right now, as it stands, the Eagles would play the Rams. The Rams play the 49ers next week. It's a big game for the 49ers. I don't know right now off the top of my head, like, what the 49ers clinching scenario is. I believe they need to win. Because I think if the Saints win, I, I again, I'm not entirely sure what happens. And we'll, we'll go over it. We'll have it all detailed on Thursday. But I think if they win or they lose next week. So if they lose, they would be 9-8. and eight. And if the Saints win, they would be 9-8. and eight. But I believe they would come out of the tiebreaker. I think San Francisco loses the tiebreaker. So I believe the Saints would get in as the 6. We would be the 7, even though we beat them. And the 49ers would be out even though they beat us it's like weird isn't it how that works because again the tiebreakers don't work when there's a three-way tie and that's if the eagles lose to the cowboys next week and my guess is that you know hey we're if we're locked in we shouldn't play our starters you know first and foremost like the, the goal is to be healthy and i understand the idea is that you you could potentially um you could potentially um you know, get a better spot in the the playoffs, but it's like six versus seven. It It's not worth risking the health of the players that you're going to need to win a playoff game. And the Vikings just kicked the field goal in the first half. So the the, the Packers are winning at halftime here, 20 to three. But I mean, I, I, I look and I think to myself like, you know what, hey, it's, it's, if playing Tampa, listen, ideally, I think Tampa Bay right now is the most vulnerable of any of these teams up there, especially with what just happened with Antonio Brown losing his mind because he's a, he's a complete goofball. What a goofball. I mean, really, I saw this today, and it should be applauded. Mike Tomlin should be, like, in the Hall of Fame for putting up with that guy for nine years. Same thing with Ben Roethlisberger. Same thing with all those guys in Pittsburgh. They were able to hold that. Like, this guy is a loose cannon. Just to do with the action that he did today, man, he literally quit in the middle of the game and was kicked off. Like, it's just unbelievable. But, I mean, they're without Chris Godwin. Leonard Fournette's hurt. Their secondary's beat up. They're dealing with a bunch of injuries Tampa Bay. Like they are a vulnerable team. They should have lost to the Jets today. Like they should have lost that game. It took a miracle at the end for them to beat the Jets. You know what I mean? And again, the Rams, the Rams get run on. So I mean, we we could run on the Rams. The Rams have not played like this all-time caliber football here this last couple weeks either. I mean, the Rams that they beat the Baltimore today, what was it? 20 to 19, and it's like there's no Lamar Jackson. It's the Tyler Huntley Ravens. And they should have lost that game. It took a it took a late score for them to win. Stafford's turning the ball over left and right. Now, again, against the Eagles, that's not going to probably be the case because we play prevent and he could just throw it underneath. But I mean, those look like the two teams we're going to play. It looks like we're not going to be playing Dallas. Dallas lost to the Cardinals. So it's going to more than likely just be because I think Carolina or Carolina. I think um Tampa Bay. Let's just see. I, I believe they're playing the Falcons next week. And um let's just confirm this. So let's just see here. We can go over some mini scenarios right here, real quick. Um so next week, the Buccaneers play the Panthers. So chances are they're gonna win that game because the Panthers are abysmal. Three and oh, and they're five and eleven. I think they yeah, weren't they three and oh? Five and eleven. Cause remember that the whole thing was on Darnold and all that, and it's like he fooled me too. But yeah, five and eleven. So the Buccaneers should win. And then um let's just see here. The Rams play the 49ers, yeah. So I mean, the game matters for the 49ers. So it, it's like the I could see a scenario where the forty ers beat the Rams anyway. You know what I mean? Like they could beat the 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 loss or yeah, the LA Rams. And we'd play Tampa Bay anyway. There's scenarios playing where Dallas might not play their starters. Maybe if Dallas is just under the impression where it's like, is it really worth us risking? They're, they're beat up, risking Prescott and all these guys' health to try to get from the four to the five or three. I mean, in my opinion, it is a big deal to get from four to three. I, I take that back because. The point of getting from four to three would be if you're the three seed, then you have the potential to host the NFC title game. You know what I mean? If there's two upsets, then. In my, like, I get it. If you don't want to play Green Bay, maybe. But, I mean, Green Bay, it's like, they're, hey, they're doing us a big favor right now, and I hope it holds through. But it's like, Green Bay's been vulnerable as well. Their secondary's beat up. I know Jair Alexander's coming back, and, you know, Rodgers, hey, I mean, he's got this bugaboo about, you know, the playoffs, supposedly. But I mean they're obviously gonna be really good and they're playing at Lambeau, they're really hard to beat. So I but if I'm like Dallas, like truthfully, if I'm the Cowboys going into this week here against the Eagles, I'd be taking it easy. They're beat up. That's the thing. They're they're another team. They're just beat up. I'd be like, screw it. We wanna be you gotta be healthy. If you're not healthy going into the tournament, what's the point? I would want to be healthy and say, you know what? They just played the Cardinals. They know they should beat the Cardinals. They didn't even play good today. They got robbed with a call at the end of the game there where it could have been a fumble, but they had no timeouts. They couldn't challenge it. They could absolutely beat the Cardinals. And, and, you know, what? hey, then if that's the case and they rest, the Eagles could rest, and it's still, I mean, the Cowboys could rest their starters and still win. Like, if the Eagles clinch, like, There's no need for the Eagles to play their starters. So if I'm Dallas, I'd look at it from that perspective. Hey, our backups are going to play, but we could still win because their backups are going to play. You know what I mean? Like, it's like the best of both scenarios there. Hey, if we want, we could win, and, you know, we really don't have to play our starters to try to win. I would absolutely think that that is what you'll potentially see. It depends on what the times of these games are. We're going to know all this stuff by Thursday. We'll know all this stuff by tomorrow, I think by Tuesday. But I mean, or even potentially tomorrow. But I mean, like, this is like, there's going to be a lot of different scenarios in play for this week. Even if the Eagles clinch. Let's just say Minnesota doesn't come back tonight and the Eagles are in. There's going to be a lot still at play for next week. And then we'll be talking about the potential playoff times. Because remember, there's a Monday night game this year for a playoff game. And fingers crossed we don't have that game. But, I mean, it's it's interesting. It's fun. It's fun again. There's a lot going on in the NFL. Like the Colts lost today. The Dolphins lost. So we got that benefit too, for us as well with the draft. You know, I'm looking at the AFC playoff picture. It's like it's the Raiders and Chargers play next week. That would be my guess for what's the Sunday night game. The Steelers are like hanging by a thread. I think they need the Colts to lose to the Jaguars, but it looks like the Colts are going to get in. And so it looks like the Chargers and the Raiders are playing for that last spot. And then over here with the Eagles, like I said, I mean, it's it's the Eagles, the 49ers and the Saints and the Vikings right now, but if the Vikings lose, it comes down to the Saints and I think the Eagles are obviously the Eagles will be in. And I think they could just take their spot from the 49ers. That would be it. but we'd be staring at the Rams or the Buccaneers. More than likely, the Eagles are going to be playing the Rams or the Buccaneers in two weeks. That's what it comes down to. This is awesome. We have playoff football after being two and five. I mean, can you imagine after, after that debacle in Dallas on that Monday night, not letting the chiefs punt? You know what I mean? and then especially the Vegas trip. And here they are. And you could tell me all day, well they didn't play that many, well guess what? The Eagles weren't a good team themselves at that point. They were somebody's cupcake. And we're 6 and 1 in our last 7 games. I'm psyched. This was a great win. Our defense is very concerning, absolutely. Jonathan Gannon just is an abysmal defensive coordinator. He is an abysmal defensive coordinator. This prevents soft defense, man, it's just so vanilla and crappy and bend but don't break and I get it, yada yada. And people are... the, the, The concerning thing is it's fooled these people and especially him into thinking it's the way to play defense and it's really not. That would be my biggest concern going into this playoff. So let's just... Hope Green Bay finishes this off, gets this done. And Thursday is going to be a fun show because we're going to go over every single then playoff scenario. And hey, even if Minnesota came all the way back and won, I mean, we'll we'll go over every single playoff scenario because the Eagles still would control their own destiny. Playing a Dallas team that, truthfully, doesn't have that much to play for anymore. This has been a great day so far. Let's hope it finishes off. Let's hope the Eagles finish get their birth that they deserve here now that they've hey and guess what let's get our ticket to the tournament and let's have some fun playoff football especially after last season playoff football and before I go I would be remiss to say anything you know John Madden passed away 85 years old John Madden man I mean I mean I know a lot of people will know him only for the video game Madden I, and but as for me he was a commentator I mean, John Madden, the coach, he was retired at 42 years old. So, I mean, I, we weren't, like, I, my, people my age weren't alive when he was a coach. But as a commentator, he is the greatest commentator there ever was. It's not even close. John Madden, the commentator, was the absolute best. He made every game interesting. I mean, really, the way he called football games, it was just perfect. Him and Summerall, the, the, the ultimate duo, even him and Al Michaels, though, was great. Yeah, John Madden was was the absolute greatest of all time. And you know, like I said, I heard they were gonna what, the all pro team to name it the all Madden team? Go for it, please do it. That dude was football. And he he's a big part of why a lot of us are are as big of football fans as we are, man. His football game, the video game, and his commentating were just you couldn't top it. But back to uh, you know hey, the Eagles. We're in a very good spot here. couldn't be happier. We got a chance at making like here's the thing like you're in the tournament man and what you win a playoff game and all of a sudden you know what I mean all of a sudden, things could start getting funny here, and I'm pumped up and I'm excited and I am not one of those people who thinks you get in the tournament, and that's it no, I mean we're going to win, going to win. In two weeks, 14 teams are going to have a chance to win the Super Bowl. That's it. It's down to 14. And the Eagles are looking like they're going to be one of them. Stay safe. Stay—oh, before I go, actually. Freak of the week, obviously, Rodney McLeod. Not even a question. Rodney McLeod was the freak of the week. His interception was just as unbelievable an interception. I didn't even celebrate when he caught it at first because I thought they're all he, that probably hit the ground. And then you see it's like, oh, no, he made that catch. It was unbelievable. At Geek of the Week, J.G., He made this game more interesting than it should have been. JG with a soft prevent BS defense. Such a geek, I can't take him anymore. He's just, I'm just not even going to call it the geek of the week anymore. It's just the JG award. He wins his award. Go Pack Go. Finish this game. Get us our playoff berth. Give us our ticket. We want in. Stay safe. Stay healthy. Stay educated. Go Eagles Go.